Good evening, good morning, good morrow, my lovely friends, my wonderful ones, those children of light and dark who wander through the woods. How do you fare, and how do you do? My name is Mikhail Moonstrung, and this is a random magical moment to share, to enjoy in some of the yuletime cheer, in some of the shadow and shaded seasons that we find ourselves surrounding in. It's brought to you by Hippie Queen Productions. These magical moments are always fun and something I I take a lot of pleasure in and around because there's not anything that I have to cling into to say that this is what this is going to be about or for or to explain, but just a moment to steal from your day. Oh, the days that have turned and that have come through 2020. It's been a year of challenge and change. We've witnessed the death of a generation, which continues to grow and to go and to move on in ways that we're not yet aware of. We have seen change and shift occur in ways that I think many generations, many people, many eras wouldn't have expected to see. But change is a beautiful thing, and this magical moment is about change. You see, change is inevitable. It's the one guarantee that you have in life, is that you will die, that the ultimate form will be experienced, that that change in transition, state of matter, will be. When you look around, as nature is your teacher, what is the one thing that you see? Tell me, do even the mountains themselves stay the same? No, I think not. I think though their change is slow, they do. In fact, I don't think this, I know this. You know, we, 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 we can see this. But we don't see this as it happens, but we see its effects over time. And this is the true nature of change, is it is over time. It is a proportion and a ratio. It is a relationship that we learn over time. Change. This is an interesting concept. Truth? Truth? I feel like truth is a better word to describe change. I mean, in fact, in Hermeticism, there is a principle which describes, there are several principles, but there is a principle which describes vibration. And it goes on to describe that as everything vibrates, it in fact vibrates up, it it vibrates down. If it's up, it will go down. If it's down, it will go up. It says that things are going to change. In fact, if you are one position or in one place, that you have a guarantee that you will then move and change to be in another one. If you're hot, honey, you'll be cold because that heat can't be maintained. If you're cold, well, eventually you will be heated. You will be warmed because that stagnation cannot be. Change is an inevitability. So how do we cope with this? How do we deal with this? Well, everybody has a different way, different means. I'll be honest, I think the easiest way is to just let go. (laughs) To just try not to resist it. Knowing that change is an inevitability, you can have an immense amount of power in relaxing. In taking yourself to that mighty river and just allowing its curtain to its curtain, <laughs> its current to take you, to shift you, to move you, 
let go. You know, I've done, uh, I've spent a fair amount of time researching some of the aspects of Scientology lately. And to be honest, I think the majority of the religious aspect of the, the faith is complete bullshit. But what I do stand behind it is some of the concepts that they discuss in the really foundational beginning textbook writing in Scientology, and that's Dianetics. Now, again, remove Dianetics, pretend that that word doesn't exist. In our practice of paganism, but moreover in witchcraft, that craft of the wise that we hold sacred, that the majority of the content on this channel is about, using that as our, as our term, what we would refer to the end result that the auditing that is presented in Scientology and through Dianetics represents is shadow work. This is a process by which an individual brings up a memory, a moment, an, instant, an instance in their life where something didn't go the way that they wanted it to, or it went out of their control, or, you know, basically they bring up a negative emotion. They bring up something that is hard, that, was, that made them sad or angry. They bring it up, and then the auditor, whoever the fuck is asking the questions, they, they ask a series of further questions to, to understand and to bring this memory, this moment in time in your past, so clear and present that it's not really in the past anymore. You know, it's visible and it's clear with, to you and to the auditor, to that questioner. And then they take you through a following affirmation process of basically letting it go, of going, okay, now that's complete. I declare you clear. I release you from that struggle, from that position, from that place. In fact, everything that that represented, I clear you of. I, I, I absolve you of. In fact, in even Christianity, you see a similar aspect done by the clergy. In Catholicism, when you are absolved of your sins, you pray and you are given forgiveness. You know, there are these things that there's this intermediaryship by which there is, you know, you're, you're being given permission effectively. Someone who you or the individual who is going through this process sees as an authority figure or as that intermediary figure is giving permission and to, to let go of something. So like, okay, you are clear. You know, do your Hail Marys and you're you're in the clear. And well, you know, I can't go to judge the legitimacy of these practices in their faith. What I look is the legitimacy of them in individuals. Your faith is your own. Well, I couldn't begin to tell you how to do that. But when I look at myself, when I look at those individuals and souls that I've been so blessed to come encounter. I, I see truly that this is, this is a factual statement that we are bound by things, the, by memories, by traumas, by things that come up either in past lives, by psychosomatic condition, by abusive relationship, or by traumatic upbringing or past. These things that happen to us, they, they, they damage us. They do something to a part of us that makes it very difficult for us to move on. Because it gets seeded deep in the dirt and then grows a plant that we do not know where it comes from. And yet this thing is ensnaring our hopes, our dreams, our joys, our aspirations. It is seeding and flowering depression and oppression in our mind and spirit. And it's not good. It's not good at all. It's like when you take something and you put it in a box and you put that box in a box in a box in a box. And then you throw it down that deep well of your subconscious and your psyche. You know, it doesn't go away. It just stays sealed in this box, pressurized, fermenting, growing, shifting, changing. 
until inevitably the pressure builds so forth in it that it either rips forth from the binds that it was placed upon or it rushes to the surface with so much air that when it greets you, you're crippled. I'm sure many of us have experienced this. But the important ability is rather than 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 to use this this methodology of handling our emotions and handling our traumas by using a process of I'm not going to call it auditing but of shadow work of bringing these traumas from the past forward into the moment holding on to it experience it feel the pain you know bring step into it remember it close your eyes go back to that memory that moment that shadow that shade and feel it. Feel it so you cry. Feel it so you are angry once more. In fact, if you feel it and feel anything, then you will know that you've kind of entered into the right area because you are feeling something. Your body and spirit is becoming reactive with it. So once you feel that, once that is forth and clear and you can, you really truly know that you're in there, this is where the cool part comes and that's where you're going to let it go. Right? While you're bringing this memory up, I fully, imagine, fully encourage you to close your eyes when you're bringing it forward and present into the forefront of your mind. And as you do that, as you bring it into that space and you get into the raw and the rough of it, and you, I want you to close your eyes and just get into that space. So while you find yourself there, experience it, you know, hurt with it, love with it. If it's something that is completely fictitious, I do this a lot because I am a father, I am a protector, I love my family, and it is the root of many of my fears in their beginning place because I wouldn't want ever, I would never want something to happen to them. And so there are these these worries and there are these unconscious fears. And rather than let them bloom into something that can be manifested into creation, I have to regularly work to release them, let them go and neutralize them so that I don't bring them into being by worrying about them so perpetually. So I bring them up and then I I feel them to the extent that they could be represented. You know, I, I take it as far as it could possibly go. What if that that thing that your mind created did happen? If you're afraid of spiders, you're, you know, and you're afraid that you're going to wake up and be bit by a spider. And, you know, let's say, let's run that to the extreme and say that, okay, that spider bite killed you. Well, what next? What happens? Uh, what happens after you die? If you don't know that one, that's okay. Nobody has to know these things. That's all right. But look to see the root of why you are experiencing something. And if you are afraid to die, well, then reconcile with your faith. If you believe in the Christian, you know, heaven, then you'll die and go to heaven. And well, you should be not worried, shouldn't be worried about anything. If you believe in reincarnation, then you know you'll die and reincarnate and come back into another cycle. There's, you you need to take yourself to the truth of this reality. Don't just feel pain. I'm not asking you to just bring up a bad moment and go, "Yay, that was fun." No, because it's not going to be fun. Shadow work sucks. I will be honest about that. Shadow work sucks, but it's the root of some of the deepest change that you as an individual can experience. So with shadow work. The basis of what you're doing, like we said, you know, you're bringing this emotion up, you're feeling it, but then you are looking at it objectively from the perspective and the hindsight that you have where you are right now. If you are experiencing a trauma, if you are experiencing an abuse, if something is happening to you in this moment that is being actively inflicted upon you, this isn't a place for shadow work. This is a place for light work. This is a place for immediate action and form and intervention in the, in, in the physical. Do whatever you can to get out of that place. Please don't use shadow work to persist and insist in an abusive relationship. Shadow work will not change things. They will just help you deal with the change that things occur or that things experience. So there is a time and a place for each, for each form of light healing 
and shadow healing. But when you look at shadow healing to release this, you need to look at it now, right? Look at that fear. Look at that worry. Look at that thing. Look at that trauma. Look at that abuse that happened to you in your past. And realize that it is in the past and that it is not being currently portrayed against you. If it is being portrayed against you, if it is being enacted against you, like that's what we said, you know, do something about it. Find physical change. Don't just be like, oh, I'm going to fix the shadow. No, fuck you. If you are being abused, if you are in a bad place, if something bad is happening to you, call upon the forces of heaven and hell and earth and friend and company and foe to stop it, to end it, to get out of it. And I mean that. Do not use the shadow to persist the abuse of the light. But use your understanding of the shadow, of your traumas, of your experiences, to realize that they occurred to you for a reason, for a purpose, that there is something there, and that if you can't see it, that that's okay. It's okay that you can't get it, that you don't see it right now, because it doesn't mean you won't. In fact, if you don't get it right now, that law and her hermeticism says that you will understand it later, that clarity will come. But you're not going to understand it until you can let it go. It's like you're holding something so close, you're hyper-visualizing it, and you won't be able to see it. But the minute you let it go and it falls from your face, you can see either what harm or what joy or what... You can see the true nature of it. Change is inevitable, and it is all around us. Life is about how we handle this change. It is about how we respond and react to it, how we share in the positivity that comes out of it, and how we defend against the negativity that can come from it. Change is everywhere, and in the seat of your soul, all change emanates forth. My name is Mikhail Moonstrom. We are at that lovely ending point for this magical moment, and I've stolen quite a few of them, and I thank you for that. I cherish your time that has been stolen in these words. I bless you in the most magical way that I can in this lovely haunting hour. May the winds be at your back. May the earth stand to support you. May the trees bloom their shade over you and the springs bloom forth at your feet to nourish you. Goodbye, my friends.